Bruno Fornaroli. Mm. If I object to the fact that we've called up a 34-year-old Uruguayan, does it make me a xenophobe? No. Well, I guess it depends. It depends on your reason for, for objecting. Uh, and there was a lot of different criticism. I think a lot of people were like, this guy's spent his whole life, you know, most of the majority of his life as a Uruguayan, like he spent less than, uh, you know, a decade in, in this country. You know, he's represented their youth national team before. And it's like, this is a team we're going to end up playing potentially in a playoff um, down the track, you know, in the not too distant future, can we? Hilarious. Can we really trust him? That was one of the um, one of the sort of. Can you imagine the media attention for is going to get in Uruguay if we make yeah. it there that far? But that was that was one of the main reasons. Because I remember when New Zealand were playing Peru and their their media were obsessed with Marco Rojas, who's of course Chilean background, because mm. he, he can speak Spanish, and they they just couldn't believe that there was a New Zealander who could speak Spanish. Were, and he got followed around everywhere, which, of course, Marco Rojas, being one of the sh- shyest people in professional football, did not enjoy. Yeah. Um, I, I, but that, that, that's been one of the main reasons for critique of the, the Fornaroli selection. If, you're, if your reason for being opposed, uh, of being opposed to him being in the squad is that it is an indictment on the production line of Australia, particularly in the striking department, that we're having to call up a 34-year-old Uruguayan at this crucial stage, that is a completely fair criticism and you are more than entitled, and I agree with you that it, that is the case. If your reason is because he's not spent enough time in Australia, English is not his first language, uh, he's got Uruguayan connections, we might end up playing them, get in the bin. <laughs> get in the bin. Because if you are saying that, what are the... The odds that your favourite player in the Socceroos is Harry Souter or Martin Boyle is pretty high. I reckon those people are one and the same because of all the national teams in the world, Australia has got the least ground to stand on when it comes to having an objection to naturalising players in dubious circumstances. Because you know what Fornaroli has over your Harry Sutars? He's actually been in Australia before he played for Australia. <laughs> it's not just some weird, tenuous same ancestral Frank connection. Same Exactly. So anyone who's got that problem, why is it that you've taken, maybe this is the last straw, but why is it Fornaroli that's caused you to have this opposition when there have been a lot more tenuous connections to Australia in some ways, you could argue, um, that have been worthy of Socceroos call-ups versus a guy who has, in my mind, uh, contributed a heap to the fabric of you know, the last five six, seven, eight years of Australian football in this country. He's been a massive player in our domestic league, which is a league that not a lot of people necessarily give the respect it it deserves, but he has. And he's been a model professional since he's come here, in spite of difficult circumstances that he's had to deal with. Um, And he feels like this place is home. He wants to stay here. Is he good enough, though? Now, I mean, post-ankle... I mean, before he broke his ankle, before, you know, he started getting on in years... He was an unbelievable player. Like, uh, there was no question that we would have picked him for the Socceroos if we could have naturalised him on arrival. You know, he, but these days, he's a step slower. He's a few years older. You know, he's 34. He doesn't have that burst of pace that he used to have or the acrobatic ability that he used to have in the box, you know, to be able to stretch his foot and get onto everything. You know, he doesn't try and pull off the overhead kicks that he used to. You know, he, he used to be an incredibly spry athlete and now mm. 
He's old man Bruno Fornaroli, who has the smarts, but not necessarily the the body to go along with it. Can he compete in international football? You know, he's been playing for one of the most uninspiring A-League teams we've ever seen. That's true. He's, I mean, I will say that his goal record for that uninspiring A-League team has still been pretty good. Um, and he's been carrying that uninspiring A-League A few of those team. are penalties and free kicks, though. Okay. You mentioned the smarts of Bruno Fornaroli, what he's able to contribute to a team off ball or what he's able to do for the players around him in conjunction with the you know the player that he is mm. himself. Name me another Australian striker in in the squad or even outside of the squad that does that. Who else does that? Well, who's injured? True, but you're going to find plenty of Australian strikers who are will, willing runners. You're going to be finding plenty of Australian strikers who uh, have a lot of belief and confidence and will go direct and run hard for the whole game. I don't think you're going to find many players who are Australian strikers, again, Taggart, they're probably the only exception, that will be able to do what he does. If he doesn't start, of course, it's kind of a moot point, um, and maybe that's sort of part of why all this furor is overblown is that he might not actually be included to begin with. But sure, not as athletic as the other options out there, but he does things and has attributes that I don't think a single other Australian attacker in this squad does, or up front at least. Is it potentially an indictment on coaching in the A-League and team building in the A-League that we always turn to foreign strikers and we don't look to develop our own and the kinds of players Mm. who are given opportunities at that level aren't like Bruno Fornaroli. We almost have this cultural cringe whereby we have to import that kind of smarts and and that kind of technical ability from abroad. And, you know, it's, it's very difficult to get game time as a striker if you're a young Australian player, because there's usually an expensive foreign marquee import ahead of you. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think you're right. Is that? I mean, ahead of this, Arnold Graham Arnold was the the key proponent of that at, at Sydney FC with players like Bobo. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And if that's your reason you don't like him being involved in the squad, I think you're right, and you absolutely have a case to argue. Is it the thing that we should be worrying about? Like, we're at this point already. You can look at, like, have we come here, all that sort of thing. Like, in terms of the immediate next two games, is this the time to be looking at it? Like, can we get through these two games, see what happens, and then we can... Like, like to make no mistake, I, we should have been looking at all of this stuff, like striker production, what kind of strikes are we producing, a long time ago. But we are where we are because of that, right? Because mm-hmm. of everything that's led up to this. The ship decision. Yeah, it's too late. Like, if you're complaining about Fornaroli being selected, um, your issue shouldn't actually be with Bruno Fornaroli. It's with the systems and the processes and the coaching that has led to us having so few options with his attributes in Australian players to select. And that's a question that, for now, we don't have a choice to ask. All we can do is select Bruno Fornaroli, hope for the best, and then... To, to depending on how, what happens after the next two games and a qualifier as well, that's when we uh, look back and say, okay, how did we get to this situation? How do we get away from it? I think you're right. I think I mean I've been playing uh, devil's advocate here, but you know you're in, we're in a dis- desperate spot, and he might be the best player available for the position. So if he's eligible, get him in. You know, I mean, like we're just. <laughs> I don't want to be like too put too like 
um, depressing a point on it, but like Australian football with something like this, we're reaping what we, we've sown. Mm. We're, reap, we're reaping what we've sown for the past five, ten years of the A-League. Like it is not a shock that, as you said, we have prioritised putting visa signings with certain calibre, um, certain attributes in these spots ahead of young players and then we scratch our heads as to why we don't have one available to select and we're picking a 34-year-old Uruguayan. Like, Bruno Fornaroli is not the issue here. We are the issue here. Mm. That's that's all I have to say. I guess one more kind of devil's advocate point. Mm-hmm. If we're looking to address that issue and further the cause of young Australian strikers, you might actually have a future in the national team. If we're not willing to call them up when we're in a desperate injury crisis and, you know, when, when are they going to get big game experience with the national team? When is Nick D'Agostino going to get his opportunity? If it's not Daggers, when is, you know, Mo Torre, you know, whoever the, the best young striker in the A-League is, there aren't too many, but... Well, again, that's I don't think that's a question we need to be asking at the national team level. Like, that's a question we need to be asking at club level. Because you mentioned Motor, like I don't personally don't agree that D'Agostino is that kind of player. Um, his attributes, I don't think, are comparable to Fornaroli's. But with him and with Moture as well, it, neither of them have been out and out starters. I mean, Moture is. I mean, Daggers is now. You he know, is he's, now, he's but he, he wasn't to begin with. And he's on, he's, Daggers is on fire, to be fair. That's true. Like, I've never been his biggest fan. <laughs> you know, as, as is the running joke on this show, he keeps proving me wrong. Yeah. But, but, but I mean, in terms of, like, in terms of if we're addressing the problem of this kind of striker is not one that we're making in Australia, we are making Dagostinos. Like, we are making direct players, aerial threats. Like, we have Dagostino type players available to us. And don't get me wrong, he's doing a very good job at the moment. But Toure, for example, may be different, maybe more aligned to the Fornaroli type that we seem to lack in young Australian players. Mm. Well, he's or at not, least at least somebody who likes the ball in tight space. Yeah, he's not starting week in out week out for that club. And if he is, he's playing second fiddle to a gigantic Japanese man. Yeah, and he's usually playing. Or he's out playing wide. out wide in favour of that. So we need to ask that question at club level, not at national team level. Like, you know. Uh, how are we going to call them up and give them their chances? Well, there's, you know, the clubs are not giving those players enough scope mm. and enough opportunity in that um, environment, in that role, to justify a call up into the national team. But meanwhile, they're both, you know, pointing the finger at one another, really.